Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you calm down? It's like, no, I don't have the luxury of calming down, okay? Like, I wish I could be stress-free. Leash your dog. There are some cardinal commandments from this episode. Wear sunscreen and leash your dog. Yep, and donate your money to a charitable animal organization, ASPCA. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Angeles! Every week, we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Ooh, Kirby, look at your nails. Yeah, girl. Check these out. Wow. Are those flowers on there? Are those press-ons? Yeah, they're daisies. Those are amazing. Who makes them? They're from Color Camp. Oh, I love, love. Yeah, so Color Camp is a nail salon based here in LA, and it's on Beverly. Obviously, they were closed for a majority of the pandemic, and they kind of pivoted their business so now they have this like booming press-on glue-on business they're not cheap they're like 50 bucks or so depending on what you get if you get nail art and stuff but I had ordered a pair from them before and I thought it was a really cool concept like they send you these little clear acrylic press-ons to try and you measure them to all your nails and then you go online and you write like okay my thumb is an eight my index finger is a seven and you do it individually for each hand so like one of my thumbs the nail bed is smaller than the other thumb so it's like okay cool great and then I'm an idiot and I measured them too small and I wrote them and told them like hey like I'm actually in pain wearing these (laughs) nails like what do I do and they just they were like oh we're gonna up your sizes and send you a new pack so they did and then they threw in like an extra one in there I was like wait this is great customer service so then I ordered again and they're reusable they're glue on so if one pops off you just like file your nail and glue it back on and you're good you can hear the ASMR of it all but they're super long Yeah, I was going to say, unless you're like Cardi B, Kylie Jenner, and have an assistant, how are you using your Dawn Power Wash washing those dishes with those nails, Kirby? I know. I actually am struggling to like type on my phone with these. So they're square, and I usually get like squoval or coffin, but this time I was like, F it. So for those who are not following on Instagram, you haven't seen them, but they're black, and then they have daisies on them with little like orange or yellow in the middle. It's like a goth summer look. Yeah, I was really actually like trying for goth. I was like, I want to be dark and twisty, but then like 70s. Love it. Yeah. Now that you're telling me all this, Color Camp sent me the sizing to try. And then I totally forgot 
So now you've inspired me and I'm going to reach out to them. Yeah, you totally should. Because I'm jealous. Those are so cute. They're super cute. I'm telling you right now, once these are done and they're done for and I need to throw them away, I will be sprinting to TNL Nail Lounge to get my dip and my pedicure. Cannot wait for that. Kirby, did you know that Dime Nails closed? Are you kidding me? No. So after we recorded that episode with Forever 35, where I suggested Dime Nails as like my favorite nail salon in LA, I was talking to Lindsay Miller, who I had suggested, you know, when when Dime Nails opened, I told Lindsay to go there and she has been a longtime client. And we were talking and she was like, did you know that Dime Nails closed? And I was like, what? I literally was just talking about them, which is just so heartbreaking because Kristen is amazing and I get it. Like the pandemic obviously took a number on a lot of nail salons and Dime was one of them. So I'm, I'm really sad, but I wish her the best and I hope that she can pivot like color camp. Yeah, damn. That sucks. I hate hearing that. One of our favorite places to eat in LA, Spoon by H, also had to shut down. And like they had so many horrible things happen where like somebody came and they ordered $700 worth of food. And this is like a family owned business. Okay, this is not a chain. And they delivered the food. They got the food. They helped them get the food to their car. And then four weeks later, there's a credit card dispute. And the person's claiming that they never got their food. People are so evil. And it happened like more than once. And it put them out of business. And I'm just, I'm like, who are these people who are hurting the people that are already down? Like, I know everyone is hurting, but like, truly, you have to be the devil. Really, really the devil. Mm hmm. It's so messed up. Uh, well, I hate to hear that about Dime. I really hope that things come around. I'd love to see, you know, them come back. Yeah. And thrive. So uh, that sucks. Totally. That's a good note. Just to remember, support your local nail salon. Mm-hmm. Support your local nail salon. Okay, let's do it. I want to know. What's, what's on your, your face? face or what is in my eyeball actually what's in your eyes Kirby so I want to just give full disclosure that I have been paid by this brand but they are not paying me to talk about this on the podcast it's really weird when it comes to sponsorships because oftentimes people like specifically influencers will not talk about a product outside of their scope of work right Mm -hmm. but for Mm -hmm. me if I have a sponsorship and I'm really passionate about something I want to talk about it and tell everybody so totally I'm like the best partner but like the worst client because my agent's like why are you giving them all this free stuff just a little backstory I grew up with congenital ptosis I maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times maybe not in depth but basically it is when when you have ptosis or blepharitosis It's when the muscles that lift your eyelid are not as strong or they're weakened in some way. There's two muscles that lift the eyelid, the Mueller's muscle and the levator muscle. And so when I was born, those two muscles were super weak. They could barely hold up my eyelid. So if you look at pictures of me from when I was a kid, my eyelid sat like right in the middle of where my uh, pupil is. And if I wanted to see anything 
that was taller than that, I would have to lift back my head. So it wasn't just, you know, that I was short, I was a, a baby and couldn't see above a certain height. It was just that I like physically actually couldn't see either. So my mom recognized this like pretty early on and she took me to the doctor and the doctor was like, maybe you should talk to like ophthalmologist. What's an ophthalmologist? He was like, you should talk to an oculoplastic surgeon. And when I was in Houston, when I was three, where we lived at the time, I had ptosis remedy surgery to fix this. So if you see me on social media and you're like, she blinks weird, which is a comment that I used to get non-effing stop at Pop Sugar. Why do you blink weird? Do you have too much Botox? No. First of all, shut the hell up. Second of all, maybe if something you notice about another person is bothering you, it probably bothers them too. So like maybe don't call it out and be an asshole about it. Sorry. <laughs> this is like years of dealing with this. YouTube commenters are my favorite. They're truly the devil. So I have been dealing with congenital ptosis my whole life, but I have this remedy surgery. So there's a lot of things that come with that. I may blink a little weird. I may sleep with my eyes open a lot, <laughs> which causes dry eye. There are a lot of different facets to this, okay? But as I've gotten older, I've noticed that my left eye is getting heavier. And it's like to the point where sometimes when I'm taking pictures or making a video, I don't realize I'm doing it, but I like will casually turn my head or like tilt it a little bit so that my eyes look even with each other. It's such a weird thing and I don't think anybody would notice if I didn't call it out, but it's just something that I've dealt with for so long that I'm starting to notice it more. So I went to an oculoplastic surgeon here in LA, Dr. Douglas. He's one of like the most sought after oculoplastic surgeons. And I was talking to him about this because I'm thinking like, do I need another surgery? Like, what is the next step? This I had the surgery 30 years ago. What the hell am I doing? And there's no handbook. So if you go online and look this up, there's really no like firsthand experience. There's nothing to really guide you. So I wrote a piece about this, about ptosis in general with Dr. Douglas last year for Allure. But I was talking to him. I'm like, do I need another surgery? And he's like, you do not need another surgery. I'm not going to say you won't ever need another surgery. But like, I would never want to operate on you again just because you've already had this unless it was absolutely necessary exactly unless you had like severe ptosis and you like couldn't see like you couldn't open your eyes yeah correct so he said but there is this drop that was fda approved in 2020 that i have been prescribing to people that have mild ptosis and it has been working wonders so it's called upneak the scientific Official name is oxymetazoline hydrochloride ophthalmic solution. And you get these little individual vials with like a drop in each. So they're very, very sanitary. And you put it either in both eyes or one eye or whatever. And it helps to lift your eyelid. I did this in his office and he was like, it'll probably take around five to 10 minutes. So I'm going to like go and check on another patient and come back and see you. We did a before picture. He put it in. And within 10 minutes, not only did the symmetry of my eyes even out, but I was shocked at how much better I could see out of my left eye. I didn't realize that like the onset ptosis that like you get as you get older was affecting my vision so rapidly. It was crazy. And so I felt like I was constantly like lifting my eyelids on Zoom. I was constantly like feeling like my eyes were super tired and now when I use this, I just feel more awake. I feel like I look more awake. I feel like I can 
I mean, I don't feel I can definitely see better out of both eyes. So anyways, this thing has changed my life. (laughs) And I wanted to bring it up because if you feel like you may have ptosis, like acquired ptosis, that's the official term, acquired ptosis, where you feel like maybe your eyelids are getting a little bit heavier, maybe you feel like you can't see as well as you used to, and it's not like an actual vision thing, you feel like it may actually be your eyelids, go talk to your eye doctor and see what they say, because they may be like, listen, there is this thing called upneak and this eye drop, and it could help you significantly. I personally am not a candidate for surgery, like I said, because I have mild ptosis. And so there's a lot of people that deal with mild ptosis from just taking contacts in and out of their eyes, from aging, from all of these different things, but they're not a candidate for surgery. So they just have to deal with it. It's one of those things where it's like you don't know until you go to the eye doctor. So all that to say, this is a prescription. You have to go to an eye doctor. You do not try to get this on Amazon or eBay or something crazy like that. Like you really need to talk to your eye doctor because if you do have acquired ptosis, you need to figure out what caused that. Is it something else? Is it a bigger health issue that's causing the ptosis? Or is it just that that muscle is getting more weak as time goes on? because of things like age or maybe putting contacts in and out or whatever it is. I have a question. I know that the lovely, I can't remember what doctor was on the virtual death side that you were hosting with Upneke. Yeah, Dr. Wendy Lee. She like briefly touched on this, but now I can't remember. Do Asians, do they have a higher chance of experiencing ptosis because of our eye shape? Or is it different? Or is it two different things? I'm glad you brought this up. Because my dad had a surgery not too long ago, and he's in his 70s, because he had a really bad droopy eyelid where he could not see out of his left eye. Totally. Totally. My And my mom, honestly, is getting to that point right now where... Mm -hmm. for me it's congenital we obviously think it's like a genetic thing that we are experiencing but my mom is getting to the point where she may have to have like a ptosis surgery because it's getting heavier but she's going to try up neek so this is what dr lee told me and i have this all written down so i'm just going to read it verbatim for the most part the eyelid structure is the same amongst all human beings there is some difference between ethnicities the biggest difference being in the structure of asian eyelids many asians do not have prominent eyelid creases because of the lack of attachment of the levator muscle to the back of the skin that's why we see more what is termed a quote-unquote single eyelid or like a monolid in asians in addition asians tend to have much more full eyelids probably particularly due to the lack of the lid crease this also contributes to the fact that asians have smaller i don't palpebral fissures or eyelid openings so okay. that's the proper Makes term sense. for it, fissures, leading to more of a pseudotosis picture with excess tissue weighing down the lid. So all that being said, it may affect Asians differently, but ptosis can affect everyone because we all have levator muscles and we all have Mueller's muscles. Mm-hmm. So if they become more stretched or detached, the upper eyelid will droop. One thing that Dr. Douglas told me when I was talking to him about, you know, possibly getting another remedy surgery, he was like, do you sleep with an eye mask on? And I'm like, yeah, because I get dry eye. So I wake up sometimes with just like this incredible pain and my eye watering nonstop because my eyelids, you know, have a little crease or a little slit when I sleep. And he was like, eyelid masks can actually affect 
those muscles and cause the stretching of them or cause them to detach. So like, don't sleep with that. So I was like, oh, great. Like I thought I was doing something good. I thought this was like good for me, but apparently the pressure of it can cause some issues for acquired ptosis or acquiring ptosis later in life. So I thought that was super interesting. That is interesting. So then can eye masks also cause like eye wrinkles? Maybe. Like crow's feet? Maybe. Especially if it's a fabric that's like cinched in a certain way and you're sleeping on it. Unless you're like laying on your back the whole night. I mean, it's kind of like with creases from your pillowcase. Like I sleep with the silk pillowcase to try to avoid that. But, you know, sometimes when you're dead ass tired. (laughs) You don't know what position you're in. Yeah, you're like, I don't know. I'm trying to sleep on my back, but whatever. Anyways, I just wanted to put this out there. If you have ptosis or you have acquired ptosis and this is something that you have been dealing with or maybe you just notice cosmetically like I have a heavier eyelid on one side and you're not sure, go to your eye doctor. Um, Obviously, they're professionals and they can kind of guide you through it. But I did want to mention the price. I believe it's $105 for 30 days of drops. I don't use mine every day. Like if I know I'm just going to be at home and no one's going to see me, I'm not too worried about it. But I do feel a benefit from using them because I can see better, obviously. And also like I have to take selfies. I know that sounds so dumb, but like when you're taking pictures of yourself, you just are constantly looking at yourself. You're like, Ugh. but honestly, the benefit of being able to see better and my eyes feeling less tired outweighs the cosmetic benefit. So it's FDA approved. They did a 12 week clinical trial. There's so much more information online, but I say all this because you do need to go to a professional. And yeah, if you have any questions, like DM me. I'm super passionate about the subject because I finally feel seen. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, woohoo. I also know that some doctors are using it, like cosmetic dermatologists are using it when people get ptosis from too much Botox and it causes the, causes the droopy eye. So I feel like that's just like another way this product is probably going to be used. Sounds like a lifesaver. That's me. That's my what's on your eyeballs. I feel like that's really, I thought that is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. And I'm sure a handful of our listeners. So thank you. You're welcome. Shall we dive into some beauty news? (gasps) Yes. In this week's celebrity beauty news, we have another launch surprise. It is Kristen Cavallari. Am I saying that right? Is it Cavallari or Cavallari? I always said Kristen Cavallari, but I think she says Cavallari. Can we phone Justin Anderson? Janderson. Apologies to Kristen if we are pronouncing your last name wrong. This woman is so beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at this picture. She's stunning. Holy crap. She is really beautiful. And speaking of being beautiful, she is releasing Uncommon Beauty, which is going to be a five-piece skincare line that will live under her Uncommon James umbrella. So Kristen sells everything from jewelry, clothing. She's got a cook book. She does it all. The woman does it all. And her latest uh, endeavor is skincare. So she, in this interview with Megan Decker on Refinery, she told Megan that it is the most asked question of her. What is your skincare routine? 
because she's beautiful. She's got beautiful, glowy skin. And she decided, well, let me tell you guys, this is my routine and you can buy it. Interesting. I'm not going to lie. Like normally I don't care, to be honest. Okay. This is my perspective sometimes, most of the time. When you're so drop dead gorgeous, it's like you were born beautiful. Why do I care about what you use on your skin? I know that was like when I was younger, I wanted to know what, you know, Hillary Duff used and Britney Spears used because they were closer to my age and I wanted to know those things. But now that I now that I know some things about beauty and the beauty world, I'm like, girl, you're stunning. You're probably getting lasers and all kinds of other stuff. It's not just that. But I will say I am very, very interested in one of these products. Okay, so let me run down the product offerings first, and then I'm going to guess. So, in Uncommon Beauty, you can expect an exfoliating powder cleanser, a peptide nectar serum with vitamin C, a lightweight moisturizer, a potted eye cream, and a mango-flavored lip balm. So I'm going to guess it is not the mango-flavored lip balm that you're excited about. (laughs) I'm going to guess it is the exfoliating powder cleanser. No. The vitamin C. Yes. When I saw pineapple, it just, (laughs) y'all know I have that obsession with the Benefit pineapple scrub that they discontinued so many years ago. I'm obsessed with it. I tried to find a dupe. There has just been no good dupe. Like Alba Botanica has a pineapple enzyme exfoliator. It's great, but it doesn't smell as fantastic as the Benefit one. So I'm just kind of like... Ugh, I really want to fill that void. So when I saw pineapple peptide nectar, I know this is not a typical exfoliating product. It says it has vitamin C in it. It's $62. I mean, that's not cheap, obvi, but I don't know. I'm interested. And I actually really like the assortment. I like that there is an exfoliating facial polish. It's like powder form. It looks like it comes in a component like uh, a regular setting powder would almost, which I think is a really interesting uh, take on that. I wonder how messy it is. The daily water cream, if you live in a humid place or like you deal with hot weather, I mean, water creams, sign me the heck up. That's all I want. I love that there's an eye cream. And obviously, like the lip balm, I think that's something that everyone can use. So it makes sense to include it. But can I just tell you, there's something that I think delegitimizes this for me. The whole line or or this specific product? No, the whole line. It's in the article. Oh, okay. Yes, that actually was going to bring that up. So at the very end of the article, Megan asks Kristen if she's going to come out with a sunscreen. Because it feels very... The vibe is very sunny. Obviously, Kristen's from Laguna Beach. There's the pineapple. There's the mango. And Kristen goes, I will be the first to admit I do not use an SPF unless I'm actually in the sun. I know every dermatologist on the planet is not going to be happy with me saying that, but it's the truth. So, on an island, if you are with Kristen Cavallari and Gwyneth Paltrow, they will probably not have any sunscreen, so you should bring your own. No, actually, I disagree with that. They're saying that they would if they're in the sun. Or maybe not. Maybe she's just saying that to please the fans. 
by saying something like that, you're admitting that you really just don't ever wear sunscreen. That's the thing. It's like, if you don't wear sunscreen, none of these products are going to do anything for your skin. So for me personally, I'm like, clearly you're just admitting then that you're not super passionate about skincare and that also you probably go get laser or get peels or get whatever in a professional setting to make your skin look that good. You know what I mean? I love Annie Lawless, but she told me that she doesn't wear sunscreen. And I'm like, girl, don't get into skincare then because no one's going to trust you. I just, I don't get it. I don't get how we know so much about sun damage and skin cancer and that you know, 90% of skin aging comes from sun damage. Like, why are we not just wearing sunscreen? No, you're right. You're totally right. I feel the exact same way. There's a TikTok of a clearly a teenage girl getting in a tanning bed. And she's like, I would rather like die early. It was something ridiculous. Like, I'd rather die early than like not be tan or something insane. And some other user on TikTok stitched it. And she was like, Here's the thing. It doesn't just affect your life at the end of your life. Here's, I'm going to show you what it actually does. And this woman is in her, I think maybe 30s or 40s. She looks like she's in her 80s. I'm not saying anything that she hasn't said. She looks old for her age. Yeah, it's immediate. I mean, you know, Kirby, I know too. Like I obviously tried to wear as much sunscreen as I could and and stayed out of the sun as much as I could. But like, I wasn't super, super religious about it. Maybe when I was running outside as a college student and I definitely have more freckles that all just like popped up when I turned 30 you know when you turn 30 all of your skin sins just boom I'm here it's why I'm getting this cool peel at Facile Dermatology here in LA right now because I worked at a tanning salon I told you all this when I was a teenager I didn't know any better I worked there for two years but I was in the tanning beds all the time And then I became more obsessed with skincare and I started becoming obsessed with sun care, which is super important. But like my chest and my back, every year more freckles start to show. Freckles are awesome, but this is clearly sun damage. Right. There's like a difference. Totally. There's a big difference. And so I'm so glad this woman spoke out and said something, but she also got melanoma and they had to cut a huge part of her nose off. So she doesn't have the side of one of her nostrils. And she's like, Babe, it's not just that you're going to live a fine life and then die 10 years prematurely. It's going to start affecting your life in the middle of your life. You know, at the beginning of your life, you're a teenager. Stay out of the sun. I will admit sometimes if I'm going for walks with Quinn, I'll go out. I will have like all of my, you know, neck, decollete, face completely covered. I'll wear a hat. But then I'm like not putting anything on my arms or like my back. What am I doing? This is not something that I can just forget to do. It's something that I need to do every single day. If you are... As I'm sure all of these women who are not wearing sunscreen, or sorry, not just women, everyone who wants to look tanner, just use a self-tanner. There's so many good formulas out there. I could give you a self-tanner wreck till the cows come home. I mean, the new Saint-Tropez with Ashley Graham that she did. That stuff is bomb. I freaking love it. Amanda Harrington, love her stuff. Infinity Sun, Vita Liberata, James Reed, Tan Lux, Tanology, Tanologist, literally, they all are great. Isle of Paradise, like even Lindsay Lohan's self-tanner that was back in the day worked, okay? Just use it. Just use the self-tanner. I use the Infinity Sun Glow on the Go spritz on my face. I'll take it all the way down to my decollete. 
And it looks so natural. I'll just spray it over my makeup and it gives me a nice little glow and I don't have to worry about it, especially if I'm wearing, you know, long sleeves or whatever. So please just wear your sunscreen. I beg of you. I beg of you. This is a pro sunscreen podcast. Y'all know this. I think if we went through and took stock of all of the what's on your faces, most of them would have been a sunscreen. Y'all are probably like, can you give us something else to work with here? Oh, Quinn, Quinn's barking in agreement in the background. All that to say, I am interested in this pineapple peptide nectar. I think she did a good job. I think she did a really good job of, like, I'm impressed with this lineup. And I would also like to try the water cream. So we'll report back, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, are you most interested in the water cream? Yeah. I, I especially, like, with summer coming, that is my shit. I'm into it. Moving on. We have, oh, this is an interesting one. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Zara Beauty, what do you think? Okay, so Zara is getting to the game. They want to do some fast fashion beauty uh, in partnership with British makeup artist Diane Kendall. They are releasing a collection of color cosmetics. It'll be lipstick, there's eyeshadow palette, there's nail polish, there's some blush, bronzer. The majority of the offerings come in refillable compacts because Zara has pledged to be more sustainable. The products range from $13 to $26. I tried the lipsticks. They were good. And the thing with sustainable packaging and refillable compacts is like, I don't know that anyone has quite mastered a luxe, sustainable, you know, packaging quite yet. It all kind of feels a little cheap, to be honest. I haven't tried the eyeshadow palettes. I haven't tried the bronzer or the blush. I'm sure it's fine. I love Zara. I shop there a lot for their clothes. I just don't think that this is something that they needed to toss their hat into the ring. I agree. I just went to Zara today. Listen, love Zara. But like, this reminds me of like Forever 21 doing beauty and at least with forever 21 they had that offshoot what was it called it was like a whole beauty store remember riley rose or whatever but i feel like there are already affordable makeup options out there that people already know and love like diane kendall legend legend in the makeup world but i would rather diane kendall collaborate with like a legit makeup house if i really want to buy stuff from her When you say that the lipstick was good, is it like the quality was good? Yeah, like I liked the formula. They didn't send me the whole collection, but the shades that they did send me, I liked how it looked on me. Like I said, I didn't try the eyeshadow or the blush. Like, I totally agree with you, Kirby. I just feel like if you're going to spend your money, like $26 on an eyeshadow palette, I would rather spend that on a legitimate makeup brand who I know I will be getting my money's worth. Like I'll be getting really good quality product. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to throw this out there. As much as I love Zara for a quick, cute outfit, that stuff never holds up. It never holds up. That's the thing. It's like they're really good at trends, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are like wanting to try a trend, like it's a great place to go because you don't have to spend a lot of money and you can try this look out and see if you, you know, want to invest in a piece that's more expensive or better quality. But like with makeup, I just feel like if you're trying to experiment, try a neon eye or, you know, a bold lip, like I think that... There are just so many other brands, especially drugstore brands, where it's 
more affordable and you could have a lot of fun versus spending $30 on a palette from Zara. And I think that like also too, their, their thought process is like, oh, like you're already in Zara and you're picking up like a really cute outfit to wear for Friday night. Like might as well pick up like a matching lipstick and eyeshadow. But like, why don't you just like go next door to the Sephora or the Ulta? Like you're already there. Yeah. I also think that they're just thinking beauty is a $500 billion industry. Let's get in while we can. And that's totally fine. When I heard this news, I was like, cool, whatever. Like, I didn't even think twice about it. So I'm curious, Glamgelinos, are you excited for Zara Beauty? Or are you like, eh? I did a quick little poll on my Instagram, and it actually was like 50-50, which I was like, are you into it? Or are you sticking to just buying clothes at Zara? And it was like 48 to 52 I want to know what you think. You should uh, try it out and let me know. I would like to see where Zara Beauty is in a year from now. Let's talk about trends. One thing that I've been noticing in my inbox, and Sarah, I'm sure you have gotten the same, is that there is a consistent through line in this particular category. And I haven't seen it be called this, but I'm just going to coin it. It's called Skincare Serenity. I have it listed as Serenity Skincare, but I think it's it could go either way. I'm noticing just an influx of products that are claiming to calm your skin, calm your psyche, and typically include CBD or some other kind of cannabinoid in them. This is a, a really, really good name for this trend. I feel like I've seen it also called Comfort Skincare. Yes, okay. It's all about calm, comfort, cozy. So I was opening up a bunch of packages on Saturday and I was like, oh, this is crazy. Three products that have CBD or something in them or are focused on calming the skin. I wanted to talk about this because I think everyone should just be on the lookout for new products and new brands that will be launching that are focused on calming, balancing the skin or fighting irritation. This kind of is an offshoot of anti-inflammaging. Recently, True Botanicals brought out uh, like a new serum that I think has CBD in it and it's an anti-inflammaging serum. And we love True Botanicals, but also at the same time, it's like, I remember asking about the clinicals, like, can you prove that there's anti-inflammaging in this? And they were like, no. (laughs) So again, another like marketing buzzword happening here. But one of the examples I wanted to highlight is from Do Skin. Do Skin is from Charlotte Palermino. Um, she and her co-founders, I would say Charlotte is like one of the more popular skincare influencers on the platform on Instagram and TikTok. So that's why I mentioned her. But they launched a serum that is sold out. There's a wait list now, but people have been like going nuts for it. It's called the Deliverance Trinity Serum. It's $70. I just received it and have been trying it. And it makes claims to help with irritation, fine lines, and uneven skin tone. The reason why I'm really excited about this particular serum is that the ingredients include a cannabinoid complex that has been clinically tested. So this is like the one of the first of its kind. Oftentimes when you have a cannabinoid like CBD or CBN or whatever in a product, it makes these claims based on studies that like CBD can like calm or soothe or not necessarily treat but one of those things but they don't know how much is needed to do that 
So like someone could just throw in a little bit of CBD and be like, this is going to calm your skin. And then you're like, why isn't this working? Now, CBD is a great moisturizing ingredient, so it could just benefit it from doing that. But I love that the dosage of the cannabinoids in this particular complex have been clinically tested to prove how much is needed to actually calm your skin. So, I mean, that must have taken forever. I tip my hat to them because holy crap, that probably was insane. So this uh, serum also contains water lily extract and white tea to help calm the skin. I mean, those two ingredients, obviously, very, very soothing. And one thing that I love about Dew is that they donate $1 of every sale to the Florette Coalition, anti-racist collective of small businesses in the cannabis space. Um, We all know that there are plenty of people who are in jail right now for cannabis offenses that if you had it right now, you would not be in jail for. So I really appreciate them doing this small piece to kind of fight against that. Let me know how it goes. I feel like it's everything that we probably all, all of us need in our lives and on our skin. And when I'm talking about these like soothing products, this is for people who maybe have easily reactive skin or sensitive skin, skin where maybe a bunch of actives are like not going to be it for you. Or also just like if you have finicky skin, I think that's like a really good example of it because Sometimes people are like, I don't think my skin is sensitive, but then my skin kind of changes on a whim and I don't know why. It can get easily irritated. Another brand that I'm sure you've heard of is Luom, L-O-U-M, and their whole thing is the beauty of calm. So this brand is based on the idea that stress affects the skin. They've partnered with NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, and they are an ethically formulated and sustainably sourced brand with all of their ingredients. The basis of this brand is in psychodermatology. And it's the link between the mind and the skin, which has been studied for over 20 years with clinical results and in, in journals published on the subject. So basically, it's been a long time coming um, that this trend is, is going to begin. We all know that stress causes inflammation. But it can also cause increases in sebum production and also stress spikes cortisol levels, which can lead to accelerated signs of aging. It's why, like, so many times you hear these answers from dermatologists that are like, okay, are you stressed? Can you calm down? It's like, no, I don't have the luxury of calming down, okay? Like, I wish I could be stress-free. So they partnered with Dr. Francisco Tosk. He's a leading psychodermatologist. And with him, they created this complex called Tri-Serene. It's patent pending, but it addresses inflammation, sebum production, and cortisol. And it's been clinically tested to perform and deliver on all of those things. We love clinicals. Yep. And the before and afters are really impressive. So that's actually all on their website. So Luom is another brand. To be completely honest, I just tried their cleanser this morning. I thought it was nice, but I really want to try the other products that they have, a mask and a vitamin C serum. So I'll let y'all know. And then finally, I wanted to shout out a brand that is coming from Europe that's really popular there. It's called Gladskin. They have a cream called the Redness Relief Cream. It's $35. Like I said, new launch in the United States, and it's all focused on balancing your skin's microbiome. It helps relieve redness without vasoconstrictors, which if you deal with redness, you have probably been prescribed some type of product or cream or even pill that has vasoconstrictors in it, which makes your skin not red. 
But then once it wears off, it comes back with a vengeance. I remember once a dermatologist told me I had rosacea and they prescribed a cream to me that had vasoconstrictors in it. And my skin was amazing during the day. I was shocked at how not red it was. And then when I stopped taking it, when it wore off, my skin looked like it had been sunburned. It was so red. So if you deal with rosacea, I know that you probably have experienced this before and it's super annoying, but this cream doesn't have vasoconstrictors, antibiotics, or microbiome disrupting preservatives. I'm not sure if that means they don't have parabens in it. I'm not sure exactly what they they meant by that, but this particular product is focused on rosacea prone skin because it doesn't have steroids. It doesn't have all of these things. It's supposed to just help with redness with these calming microbiome friendly ingredients in it. I haven't tried it. Then again, I also don't have rosacea. <laughs> I know I mentioned that I was prescribed something for rosacea. That dermatologist was off the rocker and I don't have rosacea. But I do get red and ruddy skin from time to time just because I try so many products that may not agree with my skin. So I'll try it out and let you guys know how it is. But if you are looking for something, check this out. See if this is something that you may benefit from. I think it's at least worth taking a look into. All that to say, I think Serenity skincare is on the rise. Everybody's going to be tying something to irritation, inflammation, maybe even mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. So you may see a lot more marketing around things like that. And I just thought it was really interesting that they're all kind of coming at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it feels very timely since, you know, coming out of the pandemic, everyone has been very stressed and had a very heavy year and obviously tied to our skin and and uh, how it looks so yeah I'm I feel like you are very very much onto something and we will be seeing lots more of uh this serenity skincare soon serenity serenity and your skincare okay last but not least just want to mention a cute collaboration uh that is coming out it's mac and cruella are you excited for this movie? I could go either way. I heard it was fun and I heard it was like great and that, you know, Emma was great in it. The previews haven't really inspired me to see it, but I I will probably end up seeing it. Well, here's the thing. Cruella is like a dog killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do we reconcile that? That's what I said when people were asking me, like, who is the worst Disney villain? Of fucking course it's Corella. She's a mad woman. She literally wants to skin a bunch of puppies. There was 99 baby puppies that Pongo and Perdita had in that movie. And like she wanted to have them so she could like skin them or something insane. Maybe I'm completely wrong. How did you remember per Pongo and Perdita? Pongo and Perdita. I remember the beginning of that movie where the dude, the human dude, takes the puppy and rubs it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Is this puppy going to die or not? I'm too young. Who is the cute chubby one? I can't remember their names. They're all started with P's, remember? What a traumatic storyline for us to watch. Honestly, Disney storylines are truly, I think honestly this is why I love Disney so much, because all of their storylines are truly dark and twisted. Straight up death. Yeah, always. One parent household, always. Avenging somebody's death. In some form or fashion. Or like your voice being taken away. Perhaps the proceeds of his collection should go to like the ASPCA or something. Is that what the movie's still about? 
Because it's not called 101 Dalmatians. It's like basically her villain backstory of like how she was probably mistreated. And that's what made her obsessed. What, we're just going to like have the disconnect and like not talk once about a Dalmatian puppy? No, we're going to find out. Make a donation to the ASPCA. That's all I'm saying, Emma Stone. PETA, if they have like a in-person premiere, watch out, Emma Stone. There better be a bunch of cute dogs to adopt from Wagmore and Lovelyo Rescue. Whoever is doing the PR, they should hopefully are on it. Okay, so what's in this? Because I don't have any idea about this collaboration. Okay, it's really, really cute. As you would expect, like half black, half white packaging. There's a really cute eight pan eyeshadow palette called Cruella to be kind. There's some beautiful lipsticks. I actually have one here. Ooh, cute. Like how cute is that? And this shade is, let me show you. Ooh, it's like a brown. This is like giving me 90s. Ooh, okay, I'm into it, I'm into it. There's an eyeliner, there's a powder blush duo, there's the lipsticks like the one I'm wearing, uh, a retro matte liquid lip color. There's also really cute brushes that are half black, half white. Very on theme, very on brand. It launches on May 28th on mattcosmetics.com. Pre-orders have already begun, so if you are a Cruella fan, perhaps you just appreciate her look and hopefully are not a puppy murderer. You don't even want to know what I would do if somebody tried to murder my dog. Matt and I have talked, you know, about like, okay, if you're walking down the street and like a dog comes and attacks you and Quinn, what do you do? Like, I'm like, what would you do if like a dog came up to you and, and Ollie? What else would you do? You kick the dog, pick up Ollie. I've had to do that actually once when I was walking Ollie, there was like a dog that was not leashed and like clearly like was looking at us like a piece of meat. And I like picked Ollie up and started running. That's motherhood right there. I witnessed a dog off leash attack another dog this weekend and the the dog owner was all pissed at the his dog it's not that dog's fault it is your fault leash your dog leash your dog there are some cardinal commandments from this episode wear sunscreen and leash your dog yep and donate your money to a uh charitable animal organization aspca i will say when it comes to matt collaborations i tend to actually really like them I loved the Aladdin collection from two years ago. I still use, I actually should probably get rid of it because it's almost old, but their products were bomb for that collection. So if you're like a Disney fan, why not get into it? Yeah, it's a really cute collection. That was our lovely Tuesday episode. Let us know what you think about this news. Also, if you enjoyed our micro needling episode, share it with a friend I hope y'all enjoyed it. Y'all seemed pretty psyched about it on the gram. So we're happy about that. That was a branded episode. We're like, listen, if we're going to get paid to talk about something, we might as well make it educational because that's how we roll around here. We're not just taking money. Just take money. Felt like a good fit. Anyways, y'all, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Los Angeles Pod. Find all of our episodes on LosAngelesPod.com. And please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review and follow us on Spotify. Yeah, we will talk to you on Friday.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 